Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 90 of the Dance Speak podcast. This is a first ever for us where we are doing a recorded coaching session between a professional life coach, Tanya, and a professional dancer, Bryant. So Tanya, she's, um, we're related. <laughs> we're in the same family. She is a life coach, as I said. And what life coaching does, it helps you get clarity on your goals, um, overcome roadblocks, cope with stress, discover your purpose, find balance and fulfillment, living with intention, getting unstuck, improving self-confidence. It's really creating breakthroughs wherever you would like in your life. And it can be in all areas. And Brian, he is a professional dancer who is super talented. He's doing the work to build his skill set, and he's wonderful. He has an infectious personality. I know him from teaching at Creative Minds, and he's vulnerable also. He's intelligent. He's strong. So I thought it would be a really perfect person to get coaching and then um, to listen in on. So again, what life coaching is not, it's not giving just advice or an answer. It's really finding someone's answer from within themselves and exploring it. The topics that we go through, I I just feel like it hits the nail on the head of what so many people go through when they are um, turning their passion into a career, when they're moving cities or countries or states to pursue what they love, when you're feeling stuck, uh, this this balance that's really hard to strike between investing what you need in your career but also sustaining your livelihood so i feel like this really hits the nail on the head so some of the topics that are explored between brian and tanya are um you know brian talks about finding a job to sustain himself while also needing to train and do gigs to establish himself the finances and time management um not getting enough sleep even how he defines freedom why he chooses to dance like why is this his career his profession why does he care so much the fear of having to move back home because you won't be able to afford living in LA. And that's something I went through for a while. It's so relatable. The impact of transitioning from dance as an amateur to pursuing it as a professional. Um, The fact that he moved here at 29, he's been here a year and a half and now he's 30. What the saboteur is in coaching. When do you start to reap the benefits of your labor? That question. Training so hard in other people's styles that you sometimes lose your own voice and getting past your fear to start on your own projects. Um, So please let us know what you think, listen, enjoy. I got a lot out of hearing this conversation. Uh, It was recorded, they had never met before. And again, I got super inspired by it, so I think that you will too. The sound quality is what it is. It does sound like a kind of radio quality. Um, It is a phone call, you can tell. So we're doing our best to clean up the audio quality, but bear with us on it. And thank you for everyone who's been supporting the podcast, who's been leaving your comments, who's been DMing us. And if you would like to connect with Tanya, learn more about what life coaching is, you can find her on her website, tanyafriedlander.com, T-A-N-I-A-F-R-I-E-D-L-A-N-D-E-R.com. You can also connect with her via email, coachfriedlander, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Again, that's coachfriedlander. And Bryant, you can find him on the Insta, true, T-R-U-E underscore E-D-U. And I'm going to try to get him to change his Instagram handle because I always forget it. But that is currently his Instagram handle. Also, Tanya does give free 30 to 45 minute sample coaching sessions. So that might be something that you'll want to benefit from. Enjoy and thank you to everyone who's been DMing us, who's been rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to know how to support us, it's by sharing these episodes with your friends, giving us feedback and leaving us positive reviews and stars, five star ratings on iTunes. So listen, enjoy and have a beautiful day or evening. Hey guys, my name is Galit Friedlander. 
I've worn many hats in the dance world over the last 15 plus years and have created Dance Speak as a platform for people in the dance industry to share their stories and blueprints for success. So listen up and get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and get personal with the people behind the movements you love. Hello. I'm here. Hi. Hi, Brian. <laughs> so, what's on your mind? What would you like to focus on today? Hmm. Well, see, I think, uh, I think balance is what I'm really uh, in need of at this point. Mm-hmm. So you said balance. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a balance issue that I'm having right now. Okay, tell me, tell me more. I moved out um, to California from Virginia about a year mm-hmm. ago to um, to pursue a professional dance career. Yes. Um, and um, it's just been a struggle trying to balance finding a job that will allow me to have the freedom to train and perform, and you know, to take class and do things and also make the money that I need to sustain a living out here because it's really expensive, you know, and uh, I'm trying to do all the free stuff that I can do to get my name out and to support my friends and, you Mm -hmm. know, to build my brand and things like that. But it seems like everything is kind of just uh, not wanting Mm -hmm. to cooperate right now. Right, right, right. What's the real challenge for you here now? The real challenge? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, it's really it's financial, and it's um, and it's time management. I think if I if I could sum it up, time management and finances. Mhm, mhm. And what else? Um, I think that's about it. I think most of my problems stem from those two things. You know, like I get a, a lack of sleep because I'm stretching myself so thin because I'm trying to fit everything into a day. So you know, instead of getting like a full night's sleep, I'm taking like two hour naps, you know, when I can catch a nap, you know what I mean? And then I'm getting up and going to work and then I'm taking a nap and then I'm going to training and then I'm taking a nap and then I'm going to a video mm. shoot and then I'm taking a nap and then I'm running errands and then I'm taking a nap going to work, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sounds very stressful. Oh, yeah, yeah, extremely. Are you, are you stressed? Oh, yeah, I'm always stressed. I'm always stressed mm-hmm. and I'm always tired. Yeah, wow. I hear that, I hear that. So now we we touched upon uh, wanting to be a professional dancer, right? That, that right. Pursuing that career. Um, and then you also obviously have to maintain maintain a living and you need to, you're in the process of finding a job or looking for a job or... Right, the jobs are super important. Um, right now I'm working at... Um, at UPS, and, uh, you know, it's peak season because of the holidays. So we're coming in. I work the early shift, so we're coming in at, like, 2.30 in the morning, working from, like, 2.30 to 9.30 in the morning, like, around that time. And then, um, you know, I had a, I had a little serving job, but I actually got fired from that job because mm-hmm. I was uh, I showed up late a couple of times after I got the UPS job because mm-hmm. I would be falling asleep and not making that whole time to get to work. Yeah. So, you know, you know, trying to work both jobs in the same day, but it, it just wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. So in the at the moment, do you have a job right now? or? Right, I'm, I'm at UPS now, and um, uh, I actually okay. just got hired at a, a little catering company. I'll probably start next week. I just had to go through all the HR stuff this week. 
Okay, okay, great. So in an ideal world, how would it look like to you? Like how would um, an, in an ideal world this all play out for you? In an ideal world, I would probably just have the money that I need to train, mm-hmm. you know, of course, and to do the things without having to spread myself so thin working two or three jobs at a time. I could work right. one right. job when I was available to work it and have the money that I need, you know, to support myself, to pay my bills, to eat, to do all those things while I'm chasing this thing, you know. Would it be only, would you like to only dance and that's how you would make the money or? I would love to have only one job, to have to worry about one schedule, to have to, you know, only adjust to one set of managers or, you know, I would love that that situation. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm hearing is that your dream is to really just, you know, have one job and like focus on dancing and that this financial aspect and time management um, and this constantly, you know, hustling, right? Right. It's like it's overtaking your life and you're you're stressed out because of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And and tell me what's what's important to you about dancing? Um, I think more important than anything, it's uh it's something that I enjoy doing because I'm good at it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if I'm like if I'm gonna be honest, you know, it's just like you don't really like doing stuff that you're not good at. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, it allows me, I'm a creative person, and it allows me to, uh, to express myself creatively. You know, mm-hmm. I can escape things. Like, even when I'm stressed out and even when I'm tired, if I'm going to the studio to train, to dance, for that hour and a half, for those two hours, three hours, four hours, however long I'm there, those things kind of don't exist until I leave the studio again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it, it kind of gives me that, that creative outlet, and it also lets me release a lot of tension and stress. I don't know. It's just, it's always there. Dance is always there. You yeah. Know I mean? when, when everything else around it is kind of changing and, and going up and going down, whichever which way, dance is always there. And I can always use it as much or as little as I want, you know, and I can dance by myself or I could dance with my friends or, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just great. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a whole world in itself that you always have access to. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you can dance in your house. You can dance outside. You can dance in the studio. So it's not like you have to be in a particular setting or any kind of circumstance for you to dance if you really want to. You can just do it. Right. So, and also the flexibility of it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it has so many uh, parts of you that can be expressed, like it's a way to express yourself creatively. You're good at it. It has that flexibility so that you can dance from anywhere. It's an outlet for you to, to release tension. Anything else? I mean, to make a living doing something that you enjoy, I think is is what you're calling You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think everyone has a calling. I think whatever it is that you feel that you're called to do, you should be able to sustain a decent living from it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I, I think once it allows me to do that, you know, I'll probably find another level of appreciation, another love for it, 
because then you know I'll be able to focus on it that much more, and it'll be given back what I've given to it, you know, all these years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, totally. What is it like when you do living your calling? You, this is your calling, right? So what is it like when you do what you love most? What is it about it that I love the most? No, what is it like when you do what you love most? It's, it's freeing, you know, it's liberating. It's, liberating. Um, it's, it's empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, you know, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel comfortable. It makes yeah. you feel strong. You know, like it's something that, that you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really like your purpose, fulfilling your purpose, right? Right. And what's important to you when you are in that place of liberation, empowerment, strength? I just think that um, especially as a man, you know, and for women too, but I think, just naturally, especially for, for men, we, we kind of have to to feel that ownership over over something that, that we can do well, you know, so we can be proud and, you know, kind of say, look, this is what I do. I, I do this, you know what I mean? It, I don't know. It's, it's just gratifying. Mm-hmm. So there is this um, uh, being proud of it and, and maybe I'm sensing committed, being committed to it. Commitment is that also part of it? Um, it's definitely a commitment. Commitment is huge. You know, it's, I feel a lot of things that um that maybe people that that are not in the the type of industry that requires that type of commitment. Um, some things are just they're they're so foreign to to people who are not in the industry because you don't really understand the level of commitment that it takes it kind of takes you out of the realm of normalcy, you know, mm-hmm. things that, that people would think like, yo, that's crazy. It, it's Saturday at 11 o'clock PM, you know, like why are you in the studio or why are you at a rehearsal or, you know, like when relationships don't work out because you're not paying as much attention to the significant other as you are this thing, you know, it's because you, you kind of have to be that committed to it in mm-hmm. order to be successful because it's, you know, it's just that competitive and it's that demanding. Right. So it just it, it definitely requires uh, an insane level of commitment for sure. Right, right. Um, how do you see yourself, like on a scale from zero to ten, how committed you are right now to dancing? Well, I would say an eight, maybe an, an eight. eight. And a half. <laughs> Sorry. I, think, yeah, I said maybe an eight and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what would make me more committed, like what level I could go to that would that would make me more committed than I am now. And the only thing, I think the only thing that's coming to mind now is even those times when I'm thinking to myself, I've danced enough today, I should probably get two or three hours of sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'd take one more hour of class. You know, or maybe I I take a ballet class or, um, you know, a, a jazz class, which I don't tend to do often because those are not the styles that, um, that I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. But I do know that they can contribute to what it is that I'm doing because, it, you know, it's foundation. So um, I think, yeah, 
probably about a, a solid eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, would you like to be on a on a on a different scale? You would you like to be on a different um, number? I mean, I think when you say it out loud and you realize what it is that you're trying to do, it sounds stupid to yourself to say, "Oh, I don't want to be committed." 100%. I only want to be committed 85%. So I think of, I think ideally I would want to be committed 100%. You know, mm-hmm. I just um, not seeing how I would, you know, fit that in and still be functional as a, as a person. You know what I mean? Right. right. So there is the, the heart versus the mind, right? Like, exactly. like it, it, it sounds like your heart wants to say yes, but your mind is like, look, um, I, would, I would not be able, like I should, I have to give up on sleep if, if I put even more into it. Yeah? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. So if you had that one, one job, really, that you can focus all your attention on dancing, because that is, that is what you ideally want, Right. The, the, right. just, just to clarify that this is what it is that you want. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. No, I mean, ideally, dance would be the job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Choreographing, dancing, like that would be the job. But for right now, yes, one job would be the ideal situation. Right, right. Um, and so if that was it, you know, like you are doing all that that you want, just just dance and do all the choreography, what would that give you? Uh, it would give me freedom. You know, freedom, freedom to, to express dance the way I want it, to take as much class as I want, to, to train as much as I want, you know, to, to perform as much as I want. I love performing on stage. You know, it would, uh, it would definitely free me up a little bit so that I wouldn't be as afraid to take certain risks when it came mm-hmm. to, you know, diving in head first, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what is freedom? Sorry. What is freedom? And what is freedom? I don't. I think freedom is is the absence of fear. You know, like when you're not afraid of anything, I think you're free. Mm-hmm. When you have access to the things that you need access to, I think. You know, that's free. So I yeah. think it's, it's those two things, the absence of fear and access to things that you need. So, and the opposite of fear and access to things that you need. Right. So how is that, um, so how is that showing up in your life right now, freedom? <laughs> it's, uh, it's really not. <laughs>
my my situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 so I feel like everything. Um, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but whatever it is that you do, it is that there is like this shadow over you, that fear. You know, like what what if that doesn't go well, I will have to go back home, or um. You know, if, what if that doesn't work out? So whatever it is that you do, are you approaching it with fear? Oh, absolutely. Fear is, uh, is in the driver's seat right now. And I'm trying to to ignore it as much as I can and, mm-hmm. and take risks, which, I'm, which I'm, I'm fairly decent at. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's always lingering. You know, it's always hovering. But, yeah, it's like hovering over you. Yeah, for sure. And um, what impact does that have on your on on dance? I can I can only imagine what it would feel like to dance and feel completely free. You know, to dance just from to be able to to step in front of people, whether it be choreographers, whether it be judges, whether it be other dancers, and to not worry about anything other than enjoying the dance just for the, the, the joy of it. You know what I mean? Like, I can only imagine what that feels like because I haven't felt that since I first started, you know, but that's because there's nothing on the line. You know, dancing in college was just fun. It was something that I wasn't considering to be a career at all. Or, you know, there's, there's nothing on the line. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it was light, but now it's a lot more heavy. So even even your your dance is like really um, is affected by by that fear that that you know that is hovering over you that constant you know always being afraid and and it sounds like and it sounds like even you know when you dance it's not really letting go like that absolute freedom that you so yearn for right absolutely yeah yeah. So can you think of a time in your life where you felt your full power, a time when your your spine, your arms, your fingertips were tingling with excitement, a time when you simply didn't care what anyone thought of you, you were absolutely alive? Um, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So... I'm sure there was a time when I felt like I was on top of the world, like I was the world's best dancer, <laughs> that I could do anything in college, you know. But looking back at it, I'm like, wow, you weren't good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you weren't that good. And, you know, it, it wasn't what you thought it was in your head. But at least I felt, I'm pretty sure I felt that way. Yeah, um, yeah. So so, so what, was, what was happening in college? What, what was going on there? Um, it was just a lot of fun. Honestly, I wasn't taking my academics too seriously, if I'm being honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just, I was, you know, I was just socially involved in everything and and having the time of my life, you know, and, and dance kind of found me around that time. Like, choreographed dance found me around that time. I was always, like, a social dancer, you know, dancing at parties and whatever else, you know, just freestyle stuff, but never anything serious. The choreography... And, and those type structured dances found me in college, and and it was something that I picked up well, you know. At that time, I I kind of picked up fast, and I was like, oh man, I'm really good at this. 
in that, I just felt great. You know, anytime we had a performance, you know, on campus or at a competition or anything like that, and you know, we would place or win, or I would have a solo and just feel like, yeah, this is what I do, man. This is so great. Like, look at me. I'm, I'm good at it. <laughs> you know, it just, it just feel good. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, there's nothing on the line because I was living in the dorms, you know, like, you know, I, I was broke, of course, and I was in college, but, you know, it was it was fine. Everything was okay. You know, there was no pressure. I showed up when I wanted, you know, if we had rehearsals, I would go. If we didn't, it was cool. You know, if we had something and I couldn't make it, hey, guys, look, I can't make it. You know, I'm going to this or I'm going to that. And I would sit back and I would come back to it and it would be there and I would be like, oh, I never left. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, I don't know, it was just a lot different. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, this. Um, there was a lot of confidence there. Even as you're talking about it, you're becoming much more, it's it's much more light, it's much more, um, you know, like the way you're speaking about it, it's, it's, it's already the voice of uh, changed, you know, there is this confidence. You had confidence, you were like, yeah, I'm good at this. Um, it was like, yeah, this discovery, uh, this this discovery of of like, wow, I'm good at this, and and it was fun, and there was nothing on the line, like nothing at stake, right? Right. And everything is okay. Yeah, everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what did you have access to back then? I mean, at the time, I didn't know because dance was just something that I was doing for fun. I didn't know that the levels that came after the fun. You know, I didn't know about how hard you should be training. I didn't know about who I should be getting training from. I didn't know about, you know, the status of certain choreographers and certain dancers and what it meant to the culture and, and all those things. I didn't know any of that. All I knew was that I like to move. And then, you know, music comes on, I do this, and it feels good, and I think it looks good, so... Boom. You know, like, that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. But then once you start really diving into it and then peeling back the layers and getting more involved, then you realize, like, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, and yeah. I think, yeah, sometimes it, it kind of dates it or, you know, just use your, your, your vision. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is also that you were just doing what you're doing best. And, and when you said, all I knew is that I liked to move, and that was like, you know, that was your freedom, you know, that you just wanted to move. And now it's like all the other things that are making even that movement heavy. Right. And and yeah, and all yeah. you want to do is all you want to do is move, right? Yeah, yeah, really. So then you went into it, and then you discovered this all that it takes, and then it became stressful because it became I don't you know like all the things um, that it requires of you, and it it took away the fun part, that discovery part of how good you are at this some of the confidence, which was um, replaced with fear. Definitely. It's like you get humbled really quick, really quickly. And you yeah. realize that, like, oh, you're, you're not as great as you thought that you were. Mm. You know, there's, there's so many more levels to this thing, and you are just, like, barely scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. So where you were 
a big fish in a small pond before. Yeah. And now you're a little guppy in a huge ocean. And you know, it's like, whoa, this is, this is a little overwhelming. You know what I mean? And I didn't necessarily look at it and go, oh, that's impossible. You know, like, that's way too far away. That's way too much. I kind of looked at it like, oh, really? I have to get there. Okay, cool. Like, all right, well, I'm sure I can do that. Yeah, yeah. That was what (laughs) was kind of like the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? It was just like, well, now I'm on this train. The train is moving. I don't know where it's going, but I can't jump off because it's going too fast. You know, things in motion. Yeah. uh, Yeah, and and I'm not saying that I regret choosing to pursue dance because I don't, you know, because I, I still love to do it. It's just that now, especially now, I'm I'm 30 years old, you know what I mean? And I, I moved out to California at 29 to pursue mm-hmm. a professional dance career. Like, that just mm-hmm. sounds insane. You know, my family thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> I sometimes <laughs> think I'm crazy, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's just, it's this thing that's driving me. And yeah. I don't think that I'll ever really be satisfied until I obtain it, until I reach it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, from what you're saying, especially with that um, that great metaphor that you used about the train, it's like when you were in college, you just jumped on the train. There was a part of you that was just like, it was fun. It was like this, um, you were confident because you discovered how good you are at this. And you just jumped on the train. And now you are like on the train and like just holding on to the sides because you're just kind of like, scared to to it's going too fast and and you are scared to maybe fall off the train so what i'm seeing is that you know what you know everything that brought you to come onto the train you know there was this you know that that freedom that dance gives you and that way to express yourself that that creativity all that it it fuels you with you know just because you like Mm -hmm. to move and that is something, that is why you jumped on the train, right? Right. Yeah. And now it's the time spent more of like, before it was like that release of like fun and just dancing and you just you just knew that you like to move. And now there are all these other aspects um, that are making it heavy and you're just holding on to the train because, so it is a whole different way of dancing as well than it is when you were in college. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All I knew, I liked to move. You know, that really stood out for me. As you said it, it was, it it seemed like, like a a bit of a, like a punchline, you know, like all I knew that it, it was so certain to you that all, that's all that you wanted. Just like, you know, I just want, I liked moving. How how can you bring that more into your life now? I think I'm still the same in that regard. Like I can't go to the grocery store. I can't, you know, go anywhere and not hear something in my head or not move my body some type of way. You know, it's, I'm at work, I'm dancing, kind of, you know, just moving around or I'm not, whatever, I'm, I'm moving. You know, it just it feels good. But I think because now it's it's being judged so heavily, you know, it's just like uh, it makes you a little more self-conscious about how you move and about when you move, you know. 
Right. And I was speaking about the state of mind rather than the actually moving. I was thinking more about, you know, back then when you were in college, it was fun. You you were just, it was, um, there was nothing on the line. You were just, you know, everything was fine. And that gives you the access to freedom, freedom inside of you. Um, also the, you know, the empowerment and that strength that you tapped into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you, you know, it's like, it's like a child, you know, a child that just discovers the world and loves everything about it. And as we grow up, suddenly we see how complicated life is. And we're like, actually, right. it's not that fun to be in this world sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, that. There is something that we call the saboteur, you know, that is a very big, um, do you know what sabotage, something that, you know, what that means, like to, to, yeah, to ruin? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a voice inside of us that is, we in the coaching world, we call it the, the saboteur that comes, that comes to you, that tells you that you're not good enough and that you cannot do it and that you are, you know, it's not going to work. And, you know, what if, what if I'm going to fail? What, you know, and that constant fear, that is the saboteur speaking to you. The saboteur is telling you all this, you know, I might have to go home. And all this fear that is coming to you is that voice speaking inside of you. And it, it is something very present in, in all of us. And, and I hear that as you're speaking, how much, how alive your saboteur is. Because you know, you know how good you are. You truly, your, your true essence, who you are, knows that you are meant to be doing this. You are meant to dance. This is fun. You don't need everything else. This is what you're meant to do. You know, that's your calling in life. For sure. And yeah, yeah. So when I'm telling you this, do you see that for yourself? Do you see how much, how present the saboteur is in your life? Oh, yeah. It's like um, staring at yourself and realizing that you do have a certain amount of control over what you're thinking, but the feeling like you are a prisoner of your circumstances. Mm. You know? It's, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't doubt that, that this is what I love, that this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't doubt that at all. I'm just I'm trying to find out how I'm supposed to get there. You know, if, I don't know. I just feel like I'm doing it all alone. You know, and yeah. not not that not that that's a that's that's a problem because that's how you know adults. That's how we do things. We do things on our own because you know that's what you're supposed to do. But it's just like I'm like, man, this is really hard. You know, it's just mm-hmm. really hard, and I'm I'm trying to find the the right way to navigate these things, these, these obstacles, and it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's leaving you kind of running around in circles, I think. Yeah, and, 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 and what you just said is really hitting it on the spot. You, like, it feels like you're a prisoner of your circumstances. So there, is, there are two ways of living. There is being a victim of our circumstances um, it's like a reported life, like I don't like my job, I don't like that I have to work for something I don't want to do, I, I don't like my pay. That's a reported on life, like just, you know, I'm a victim to my circumstances. And then there is a created life, a life where you, where you choose, where you declare, this is what I choose to do. This is what I choose to make for, of my life. 
it's taking a stand. It's really declaring and being in charge of what is going on in my life. Hmm. I hear that. I hear that. When I'm saying this, how what what comes up for you? That's tough. Um, I don't know. I, like you said earlier in the conversation, we know, like, we have all the answers, right? Like, we yeah. know that, all right, this is what you're supposed to be doing, so you have to find a way to do it. We know that. We know that it's possible because we've seen other people do it. We've seen hundreds of other people do it. And we know that everyone's path is not the same. We know that ours is going to vary from but we know we have to make money to survive. We know we have to have a job. We know we have to support ourselves and ensure we can get to whatever it is that we need to do. It's just I think the actual the actual execution of those things and the order in which they go, I think it's just you are, you're kind of helpless. You have to just experience it to figure it out. I don't think anybody can give you a map and go, this is exactly what's going to work for you. So I, I think right now I'm just, I'm in that whirlwind because I'm I'm in it and I'm tumbling around to figure it out. And until that happens, I'm just like, wow, this is, um, this is a little overwhelming. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not, I don't think, uh, I'm still optimistic. You know, I'm not like in this, in this dark funk or anything where I'm just like, oh man, like, Life is going to be over, and I'm going to have to be an accountant or something crazy. You know, I'm, I'm not even thinking that, but I am thinking that time is running out. You know? Yeah, um, and it's and and it's also that it sounds like you're not truly living right now. It's more like when I get there, everything else that I'm doing is a means to one day be able to do this. You know? Exactly. It's, it's a chase. Like one day when I achieve that, that when that's when I will truly live. Exactly. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting, really. I'm waiting, and I'm getting so impatient. <laughs> it's like I just feel like I've been in in the longest season of sowing. It's just been a sow season. Sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds. And I'm like, okay, I know that that's a part of it, but when is the harvest? You know, when is harvest season? It's just one long planting sowing season, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just uh, starting to uh, impatiently wait on on the harvest here. And yeah. uh, I don't know, for all I know, it could be around the corner. You know, it could be tomorrow for all I know, but all I know is right now, you know, it, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, and it's also you're not present. You're not present. You're not present to, you know that life is happening right now? Life is right. happening right now, and it's because once you will achieve where you, what you want to achieve, whether it is just dancing, there will be other, other things that you will be chasing. You know, there was always something more that, that we want, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really important to be present and to live our life to the fullest right now. Not when we are going to dance one day and... And then once you're going to dance, there will be something else that you will want. Because it just, it, it, it's always like that. People that have money want more money, you know? Right. Because that in itself is, they're yearning for something more. 
You know, they're yearning. There is something that's behind it, what money gives them. So it, that's why it's never really it's never really fulfilling. At the beginning, they said, um, I just want $100, and then, then they had the $100, they want $200, and, then, and it's never ending mm-hmm. because it doesn't really fill them. It, it, it is not fulfill, it, it's not fulfilling to them. So that chase can go on forever. So really, it is what money really gives them, you know? And there is always an aspect to that, you know? So what you were saying at the beginning of like what dance is giving you, which is being able to express yourself with your creativity and you're good at it and it just has the flexibility and all the things that, um, that, that it gives you that you, that you can have right now. Mm, yeah, true. True. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really true. And I've been trying to find my way back to my create, my creative space. Like back home, I used to create, stuff all the time. I used to choreograph all the time. I used to put on shows and performances mm. all the time. And I, I haven't done it at all really since I've been here in California. Just because, you know, your focus, your focus on training and becoming better and picking up other people's style that, you know, you kind of lose yours in the process. Well, I can't see for anyone else, so I've kind of lost mine in the process. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I'm, I'm even afraid to create which is it's so crazy because that's all I was doing before I moved out here, you know? But, uh, yeah, so what is, what is stopping you to create that? I think it's, it's fear. You know, when, like, I, you know, like I said back home, big fish, small pond, everything that I did was just great. I was like, oh, man, that's great. But me looking back at it, I'm like, whoa, now that I've seen the progression, I'm like, wow, that wasn't really good. But I think what's scary is that I thought that it was a lot better than it was. You know what I mean? So I'm like, do I really know? You know, if I'm if I'm great, if this is something that other people will appreciate, you know, they're gonna look at it and feel a certain type of way. Now it's like I said, it's the pressure. You know, the, the judgment is the things, and now that I'm more aware, that my awareness is tightened since I've been training so much. It's just like I don't know. If, what it'll this look is, like, what it'll feel like, how people will respond. This is this yeah. is your saboteur speaking right there. Yeah. It's totally your saboteur speaking. You know, you know that what you're doing is good. You know that what you are creating is good. And now the saboteur comes and tells you, mm, hold on, hold on. Don't be so <laughs> confident in yourself, you know? Like, who, who says that they're going to like this, <laughs> you know? This is, uh, this is um, you know, all these doubts, this is where it comes from. There was something at home that you had access to that allowed you to just move in a way that you don't have access to now. Factual. Absolutely. Mm. And I, I have to, I, I really desperately need to get back to that, you know. Not back home, but back to the place. Yeah. That's yeah, that's... Exactly. So how, how, what, is, what is it that you can create for yourself so that you can tap back into that, into that real you, into that, to that place back home that you've had such access to that is just like so constrained right now? How can you tap back into that? Uh, that's funny. I've actually had a project in mind for maybe 
for maybe a good six months now. Mm, what's the project? Well, I have um, a bunch of friends back home who have, throughout the years, actually been, you know, playing around and developing their crafts and figuring out what it is that they want to do and ended up being musical artists, rappers, singers, um, poets. And surprising, I mean, not too surprisingly, but, you know, when you when your friends tell you to listen to music, sometimes you're like, oh, gosh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, you're kind of scared to give them an honest opinion because they're like, man, this is probably going to be really bad. But my friends really make good music. They make really good music. <laughs> and they send me their stuff all the time. And they go, hey, bro, you know, like, I know you're out there in California, man. I see you killing it, you're dancing. I just want to know if you could, you know, possibly make something to, to, to my songs and to my projects. And I'm like, yo, I would love to, man. Like, that sounds great. So I really wanted to put together like a compilation of all of my friends that are doing it, you know, the, the good ones that are rapping, that are singing, that are poets, and make a series. You know, I was like, oh, I could really do that because that's, those are the kind of things that I would do that. And I'm sitting on for like six months you now because I just, I'm afraid to start. <laughs> just, just wow. Wow. Brian. Yeah, this is this is what you are supposed to be doing. This is it. This is it. Uh, this is this is, this is, so is passing. Hard. It's that voice that's telling you that's hard. And you know, once you're starting it, you are going to be back into that you that you in college, that you that was just free that you that had nothing to lose, that you that was just having fun and full of confidence, they, they reached out to you. They want you. And you know, you said, of course I can do this. This is your essence. This is the true you that was speaking. And that fear that is now putting this on hold for six months, that is the saboteur that is trying to ruin this for you. Hmm. I kind of just gotta gotta jump in the deep end and get back into it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's too much. You know, I haven't really released anything. So for to be out in LA and to be looking for that acceptance and to be training as hard as I'm training, and people are seeing that I'm training really hard, and they're like, "Okay, is this going to be the result of all this training that we see you doing? Like, is this what you came out here for?" And I release it, and it's like. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I've never really been, like, a I wonder what people think kind of person or, like, a peer pressure kind of person. I've always kind of done my own thing. Mm-hmm. But for some reason now, this late in my life, I'm really, I'm like, almost petrified about what people would think about it, you know? Like, I'm even yeah. scared of what I would think about But, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Just go in with the attitude all I know is I like to move. Right. <laughs> it is as simple as that. It doesn't matter who, what anybody thinks. You're doing this for yourself. It, 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 there is no right or wrong. I mean, there is, it, it's only right, you know, because it's mm. right for you. That makes sense. Of, of course, and, uh, and of course it makes sense. You know, it makes logical sense that you're afraid of it. I'm afraid of it, you know? Yeah. 
But if if you once you start, you will you know that tapping into that college you that had just fun and and this access to you know freedom and all that you need you will gain back that strength once you're doing it because when you're doing what you love most you are living your life on purpose and that's why it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks or you know all that fear that you have because you are fulfilling your potential you're fulfilling you are doing what you're meant to be doing. So it can never be wrong. Do you understand? I do understand. I really do. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So, so what's, what's left? What's the doubt? What's the fear that's still left when, when you hear that? You said what, what makes me fear? When I say that, you know, when you really truly know that this is what you're meant to be doing and that you're living your life on purpose when you when you dance and and this project is waiting for you what's the left those doubts or that fear what what's the exactly. left there what, what is that yeah in comparison you're you're right you know you're, you're so right this is ooh, it's so scary <laughs> it is scary you know what the more successful the better you get at things it always happens this way that the more, um, you know, the saboteur has a bigger voice, the more successful you are. It is always that when something special is about to happen or when you're on top of your career or on top of your anything in life, you know, then that voice becomes stronger. You know, that goes with so many things in, in life. You know, that's why people before they get married, get cold feet. You know, because something something special is about to happen. So people get cold feet. It's like it's so many, that voice makes it, makes you more doubtful. Like, am I, you know, I'm going to perform, I'm going to do this. Suddenly that voice comes up of like, am I really good at this? You know, am I really, are people going to like what I do? And now, but when you're a child and when you jumped on the train, you didn't think about all these things. You just wanted to move. Actually, that's a fact. And now, fact. and now I just want you to move. Wow. That's so strong. That's so strong that, yeah, yeah, that's really strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to have to. I have to now because you, you've challenged me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it, you know. And when you take all these voices out of your head, that tell you like suddenly you care about what people think no i just want to move and step into the child mind you know the one that just jumped on the train so just jump on the train right i'm getting back on that train i'm getting i'm getting back on it that's right you are (laughs) and when you are on the train always remember i just like to move you know this I just love to move. So nothing else really matters. It really doesn't. I just like to move. It's so simple, but it is really meaningful, you know? Yeah. This is truly, things are really simple. We overcomplicate things. And when we are children, we we just go for things. We We, we are not afraid. We jump with the head in. We dive in with right with the head in. 
there is nothing. And as life goes on, these voices become stronger. Our doubts become stronger. And they prevent us to just being the child, the child that we once were. So now all you have to do is being being that, you know? Yeah, uh, we got to take a trip back to Neverland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. And that is all that you have to think about. It is so simple. It is so you. You're going to be alive. So you really have nothing to lose because who cares what others think when you are truly fulfilled and alive? Mm. I hear that. Yeah, this is uh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Even though, like you said, somehow I knew that already. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think just speaking with you and, and you tying things together, I don't know. It kind of it forces you to to address it. It forces you to to deal with it. Yeah. You know, I, and I think I think that's what it is, and uh, that's uh, that's strong, and I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Because I definitely have to get back to it. I really do. Mhm. And also, you know, like, you're processing it. As you're talking about it, you're processing it, right? Right. Yeah, and you have to face it. You have to face all the things that are being left unsaid. Mm. Now you are accountable to me. You made this commitment, right? You're jumping on the train? I'm jumping on the train. You're jumping on the train. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just... Um, I have no idea where it's going, but I'm getting on you're getting on. It doesn't matter where it's going. You are living on point when you are just jumping on the train. And when you're on the train, just, you know, just, it's a cool, it will be a whole different type of dance. The dance that you are going to dance is, it's a whole, it's, it, it'll be a whole different level of dance without restri- constriction, without anything. It will be, you will dance from a place of freedom. That sounds really good. That's, that sounds great. Okay. I'm excited for this. I'm yeah. I'm still scared, but I'm excited. Like, <laughs> like, you, you know how you, you get to like an anxious feeling. You're just like, ah, I know it's coming up. I kind of want to do it. And it's like, I'm afraid, but I like it, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. But uh, it's, a, it's a, a little like adrenaline. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm here like just like wanting to jump on the train right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so, yeah. so excited for you. I'm so curious to hear what's next for you and how you're just like doing and like taking on the project and just like really going for it and just like dancing with everything that you have. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just so so excited for you. I'm I'm excited. I'll have to call you again once I do it, just to share. You know. Oh. You have to. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You're, the, you're the conductor on on this train. I'm really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful. Is there anything else that that you need to be complete in this call? 
<laughs> no, I couldn't ask for anything more of you at this point. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Great. Wonderful. Well, it was a pleasure speaking to you and getting to know you. Thank you for being so open and authentic um, to share everything, your passion, your fear, your dreams. And um, it was an honor. It was an honor connecting with you. Likewise. Likewise. I'm a pleasure of mine. Okay, great. <laughs> so we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our Dance Speak podcast. For inquiries, suggestions, comments on your favorite guests, or who you'd like to see on the show, please email us at dancespeakpodcast at gmail.com. That's D A N. A-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com and check back in next week for our latest interview. Thank you so much.